Hello and welcome into another episode on the Labumba Pastors blog. I'm Masumba Jonathan. And I'm Holden. Today we are doing question and answer with me. Very good. So Holden, it's a, it's a Saturday here, so we're doing an, another episode of question and answer. It's been a while since we did one of these, right? Yes. So Holden has a couple of questions which he's going to ask and we're going to do our best to answer from scripture. And just for those listening, um, we don't usually prepare things in advance. I ask Holden to have some questions in mind in advance, but when he asks them, I haven't prepared any answers. So if there's a bit of a delay or you hear me rustling through the pages of my Bible, that's because these are off-the-cuff off the responses. So Holden, what is, what is our first question today that you'd like us to look at from the Bible? So my first question is, why God made man? Why did God make man? That's a great question. It's interesting how many of your questions to me, Holden, are, um, you know, because you're very young, but a lot of them are, are deep philosophical questions, which is interesting. A lot of times children ask questions which are have, have deeper answers and, and cover deeper material. But in Genesis chapter 1 in the creation account, when... We see that, what does Genesis 1-1 say? Um, oh God. No, Ge Genesis 1-1, the uh, very first verse in the Bible, in the beginning. Can you please wait, wait for a minute? Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Very good. And as you go through Genesis chapter 1, every time God creates something, you find him saying that it was good, right? Yes. Every time he creates something, it says, and God looked, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. So first of all, I think from Genesis 1, the beginning of the answer to our question is that it was good for God to make man. Now, what your the question also brings up, like, what, what was God intending to get from creating man? You know, what... Because since we're, whenever you talk about something that's created by someone else, the thing that's created is created for the purpose of the creator, right? Like when you build a Lego set or you build something from blocks, you're building it for yourself, right? Because it's pleasing you, right? So when God made us and he made the animals and he made the universe, who do you think he was making it for, first of all? himself right that makes sense right do you understand that yeah. yeah so the bible gives us some some clues about what god wanted in his creation first of all in in malachi chapter 2 do you remember what book of the bible malachi is uh it's the last book of the old testament oh, so yeah. he's one of the minor prophets and in malachi chapter 2 verse 15 it's talking about the reason why God created marriage between a man and a woman. And he says this, he says, did he not make them one with a portion of the spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? So it's, it's, it's asking us, what did God want from marriage? It says godly offspring. What are offspring? Do you understand that word? It's children, descendants. Mm -hmm. So God brought husbands and wives together, like your mom and I, because he wanted godly children he wanted us to have more children to raise up to obey his instructions 
And when we obey his instructions, God tells us that that brings glory to him. So in John chapter 15, there's a verse where Jesus tells us how we make our Heavenly Father happy, how we bring glory to him. It says in John chapter 15, verse 8, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. What, what is the fruit of a Christian? Is Jesus saying that we have to produce mangoes and oranges and lemons and things like that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Hey, very good. Those are all fruits of the what? Spirit. Fruits of God's spirit, right? So that word, do you understand that word glorified? When it says, by this my father is glorified? It means we, we pay honor unto God. We, mm. we, we give him glory, we give him praise, we give him adoration when we do what he's created us to do. Mm. So what do you think then that we do when we, we don't do what he's created us to do? Yes. Mm, are you talking about the works of the flesh? Yeah, like when we disobey God rather than doing what he's made us to do. I can tell do. you some. <laughs> works of the flesh yeah that, that's okay i'm just asking you what if 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 we bring glory to god our father by producing fruits of the spirit what do you think we do when we don't produce those fruits when we have bad fruit in our mm -hmm. lives do we bring glory to god mm -mm. no and actually there's a verse in romans 2 which says that it's speaking to the children of israel but remember israel very rarely obeyed god they often didn't obey God, right? Mm -hmm. And yet they were supposed to be God's chosen people, which showed everyone around the world, all the Gentile nations, what it meant to serve God. But God said, because the Israelites were so rebellious and disobedient, he says, my name is, is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Do you know what the, the word blasphemed means? Mm. It means to be... No, it means to be slandered. It means to be... Like, instead of giving God the honor and praise and worship due to his name, it's like you, you slander and mock God. So, because when, when people who claim to be followers of Christ disobey him, it's, it's slanderous to the testimony of Christ. So that's what happens when we don't produce the fruit that God wants us to do. Then the last verse we'll, we'll look at to answer your question is in John chapter 4. John chapter 4 tells us what God is looking for, that God wants something, and it's something that we can do. In John chapter 4, it says in verse 23, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. What does it mean to be seeking for something? Like hide and seek, like uh, like my brother hid uh -huh. in your room, and I'm like. So it means to be looking for something, right? I'm looking for him. So what is God looking for, according to that verse? Mm. He's looking for true worshipers. Mm. How do we worship God? What does that word mean? Um. If you don't know, that's okay. You just tell me. So worship is to any time that we honor God with the correct place in our placement in our lives, that's, that's worshiping him. Mm -hmm. So when we pray to God, that's worshiping him. When we obey him, which is 
where true worship begins. If you're not obeying God, then anything else you do is not considered an act of worship. Mm -hmm. Even when we pray, Proverbs 28, 9 says that whoever does not hear, whoever turns away his ear from obeying God's instruction, his prayer becomes an abomination to God. Mm -hmm. So worship, true worship begins with obedience. And God says that he's looking for that type of person to worship him. So those are some things that the Bible talks about, which teach us about why God made us. And, and ultimately, in Scripture, the testimony says that the reason God made the world was because he wanted to give a gift to his son. And also, it says that God so loved the world, and that's the reason that he gave the world his son. So those are some things that help us understand your question about why did God make us and why are we here? What are we supposed to do? All right. What's your next question? Um, who is the author of evil? Who is the author of evil? That's another big, big question. So sin came into the world, into the human race through which person's sin? Who is, who, who is the one who we inherit our sin nature from? Do you remember? Uh, Satan. No. I don't. Because it's, it's from a person that the Bible talks about that you and I Eve. have received our sin nature from. Not Eve. Who was Eve's husband? Of course, I was going to see Eve and Adam, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so in Romans chapter 5, from verse 12, we, we read this. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So where does God say sin came into the world through? Sin. Mm -mm. Just as sin came into, into the world through one man. Mm -hmm. Satan's not a man, is he? Mm -mm. You are right that Satan was the first one to rebel against God. And he was the one in his rebellion against God. He tempted Eve to disobey God's instruction, mm -hmm. right? But Satan did not cause Adam and Eve to sin. They made a choice to sin. And the Bible says that the reason Eve sinned was because she was deceived by Satan's lie. Do you remember what Satan's lie to Eve was? You will become like Christ. You will become like God when you eat of the fruit that you're not supposed to, right? Yes. And actually when... That's a dumb, dumb, dumb lie. Yeah, it, it's, it was foolish for them to believe the lie, right? But don't we always... We, so this, this verse says here, just as Adam and Eve sinned, we all sin, right? It says, death spread to all men because all sin. Do you sin? Do I sin? You have to say yes. People can't hear your, your head nodding. Sorry, yes. Yeah, we all sin. Okay, so, and the Bible says that the wages of sin is what? Mm. Do you remember Romans 6.23? For the wages of sin is death. Yeah. The reason we are all dying is because we're all sinners, and that's what testifies that, that we're sinful, mm. the way that we are dying. Okay, So in the human race, sin came in through Adam's sin. Now, Adam chose to disobey what God had told him to do, 
and all of us are descended from Adam, and we've all received that same nature. Satan's sin takes us back a little bit farther, and the Bible doesn't doesn't describe as much information about Satan's fall from God's presence as it does with humanity's fall from God's presence. But the Bible does tell us some things. So in Isaiah 14, we're told, well, first let's start with, in Ezekiel 28, we're told that Satan was an anointed guardian cherub. Do you know what the cherubim are? They were special angels that, that minister before God's throne. And they are unique. They don't look like the other angels. They're the ones that have the six wings. And the Bible describes them as having eyes all around, which means that they can, they similar to God, they can see things happening in different places at the same time. Like in hell, right? Well, I don't know if, it's, if it means like that. It, it doesn't describe them as being all present like God is. But there's a way that you can't deceive them like they can see everything so and it's, and it mentions false to me, kind of. no this is what the bible says mm. so you <laughs> if, if you're taking very weird it is weird to know that some angels can actually know almost like everything in god's mm. mind but like no it like doesn't around. no i'm not saying that they know everything in god's mind mm. but the when the bible describes them as having eyes on like in their front and in their back it just means that that they can see in a much broader sense than we can and so it's like it'd be hard to deceive them it doesn't mean they're all knowing like god is but the bible talks about satan at one point it says that he was an anointed guardian cherub and that he walked in the stones of fire around god's throne and that he was in eden and it was he was called the signet of god's perfection but Ezekiel 28 says that Satan became proud of his beauty. So he looked at himself and the way God made him and he said, hmm, you know, I should be just like God. I should have people worshiping me too. And Isaiah 14 says he said in his heart that he was going to set his throne in the clouds and be equal to God. So is that right for anyone to do? Pah! Angels are not. That's angel nonsense. Angel nonsense. Well, it's, it's sin nonsense, right? Uh -huh. And it, it, all sin is nonsense, right? When we, when we commit sin, it's foolish. But because we're sinful, we, we do things that are foolish, that don't make any sense. Uh -huh. And for Satan to actually think about that, he actually dwelt in God's presence. He saw God's glory. He experienced the love of God and and all these things that we wait for. And yet, even right there, that's where he rebelled against God because he was proud of himself. Instead of honoring God, because God was the one who made him the way he was, but instead of honoring God, he sought to honor himself. And with people, that's majorly what we see ourselves doing too, right? When we rebel against God, we honor ourselves rather than honoring God, right? And we want to set ourselves up as our own God. We, do you always like to listen to what your parents tell you to do? Uh, uh. You got to say no on the podcast. If people are listening. They can't see you. No. Remember, right? So there's a way. And, and when you watch your little brother, Gus, who's two years old, he can't talk very much yet. But when you hear mom and I, when you hear mom and I tell him what to do, 
does he always like to do it right away? Mm-hmm. What does he often do? He always just says. Well, oftentimes he runs in the other direction of where he's supposed to go, right? Yeah. So what does that show is in him, even though he's so little and he doesn't have really any understanding yet? Well, it's actually Satan. It shows sin nature, right? It's not It's not Satan. It shows sin nature in him, okay? And this is, you can, you can see this in any person. If you watch very little children, you can see that there's a, a natural rebellion against what we're told to do, and we want to be our own bosses. So when some people ask, though, well, why did God even give Adam and Eve the opportunity to eat of the fruit? If he didn't want them to do that, why did he give them the chance? And that takes us into a question of, for, for, for us to have love for God and to have a real relationship with God, we needed to be able to make a choice. We needed something which is called free will, which is that you have the ability as a person to decide what you're going to do. Okay, now you might say that there's different limitations on our will, and that's, that's very true. Like you, people can't do more than what they can do. You know, like we can't spread wings and fly like a bird because we don't have wings, right? We can't hold our breath for an hour under the ocean like some whales can do or, or penguins, right? We can only do what, what God has made us to do. Or like fish, like forever and ever. Forever, well, they, they breathe underwater, yeah. So we can't, there's, there's limitations to our will, but free will gives us the ability to choose what we're going to do. Now, if God had created us without that ability, we couldn't really have love between God and us because we didn't actually choose to love him. We didn't choose to have a relationship with him. So the, the opportunity for sin to come into the world is the fact that God, God gave us this wonderful thing, which is called free will, which I have the ability to make decisions on things that I will do or I, I won't do, just as you have that. And even your younger brother has that and your little sister has it. Even She's not even a year old and yet she has free will. God has, has given us those things. So what, but for us as sinners, the problem with free will is that we will always choose to do what we want to do, right? And God in his mercy, even though we, we broke his commands and we, we destroyed ourselves by making sinful choices, God in his mercy sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sins, to die on the cross so we could be forgiven. And not only that, but he sends his Holy Spirit to minister to us, to pursue us, that while we were dead in trespasses and sins, that he would make us alive together with Christ. And he would open our eyes to see that the sin that we naturally desire is actually destroying us. Mm. And what we need to do is to seek forgiveness from our Heavenly Father through Jesus' sacrifice for us. Mm. So that <laughs> that's a broad question. And I tried to answer it in in a few words, but that's where sin came into the world. Yes, Satan Satan tempts us, but Satan didn't cause evil to come into the world. What caused evil to come into the world is when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God's instruction. And when sin, when the Bible says when we sin, 
we make the same decision that our ancestors, Adam and Eve, made. And that's what brings sin and death into our own lives as well. But thankfully, God has sent us Jesus to take away the consequences of our sin, right? Mm -hmm. And we can have new life in him. Yes. All right. I think that's all the, the questions that we have time for today. Do you want to sign off to the audience here? Any, any last words for them? God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you for listening.